to the Becoming Infinite podcast. I'm Cooper Gillespie, a women's empowerment coach, hypnotherapist, and modern mystic living in California's high desert. I believe every person has the power to create the life of their dreams by tapping into the infinite part of themselves. This show is here to inspire you to do just that. So each week we'll explore tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use for your expansion. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing today? If you are enjoying this show, would you take a moment and write us a five-star review on whatever platform you happen to listen to podcasts on? That would help more people find us. Thank you so much for that. I wanted to talk this week about meditation because I've had a plethora of people in my life have some issues with it. So I just wanted to kind of address those. So I know meditation is sort of, you know, a buzzword. It's had a resurgence lately, but I still feel like a lot of people don't necessarily get it or feel like, oh, I just can't do that. I just I'm not a meditator. You know, it's they think like they're supposed to sit there quietly or it's just kind of a mystery to them. And I'm not sure that the benefits of meditating are fully understood. And so a lot of people just give up. And I've been hearing this a lot lately, which is I've tried meditation and I'm just not good at it. I don't like it. I'm just not good at it. So I'm not going to do it. Now, (laughs) I want to reframe this for you. Maybe you play an instrument. Maybe you learned a sport. Maybe you learned a fine art like painting or drawing. Think about the first thing you ever played, the first painting you ever drew, the first time you ever played that sport. Were you any good? No. I'm, I, I, I started playing the flute when I was seven. It was fucking awful. <laughs> it was terrible. I don't know how my, my uh, parents survived that. It was terrible. And it, it took It took a couple years, well, maybe more than that, of being pretty bad before I started to get a little better. And then, you know, uh, several years later, I was pretty good. And then, you know, fast forward to a decade later, I was good. I still wouldn't have even considered myself a masterful flute player after playing. I mean, I played it all through college, you know, like, so even after having played it for 10, 11, 12 years, I still wouldn't have considered myself great at it. But I was good. I could do it. And it sounded nice, you know. And so I just want to reframe that for you. Meditation is similar. You're not going to just meditate one day and be this incredible meditator. (laughs) I mean, maybe some of you are. And to those of you who are, congratulations. That's wonderful. But to those of you who feel like I tried it a couple times and it just I, I wasn't good at it. Well, give yourself a break. You know, we're we're not good at any new skill that we learn right off the bat. And I think that the benefits really are worth the struggle maybe to become good at meditating because the benefits are just so profound. I know for me, consistent meditation every day has really transformed how I especially react to things. I used to live in a very reactive state. And it was funny because not too long ago, several months ago, I was, something happened. I don't even remember what, but I remember thinking, wow, that is so crazy because in, you know, previously this situation would have totally triggered me. And now I, I don't feel anything about it. (laughs) I'm not triggered at all by it. 
And that's from meditating every day for years. It, it makes a big difference. And another misconception I feel like is that people think, oh, I've got to meditate, you know, an hour or something. <laughs> and that's just not the case. Even if you only have five minutes, one minute, heck, you know, even if you only have one minute, doing that one minute a day will make a difference. It'll make a huge difference. It's just like with any new skill. The thing about meditation is it's consistency of practice over time. So, you know, if you just meditate for an hour one day and then don't do it again for another 30 days, you're probably not going to see that much improvement. But if you meditated a minute every day for a year, you would see some improvement. If you meditated five minutes a day every day for a year, you would see more improvement. 10 minutes a day, heck, 20 minutes a day, and you're basically Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about that, but I mean, it will have profound effects. So I practice transcendental meditation, and the recommended amount of meditation for that is 20 minutes twice a day. But I'll be honest, I rarely get that second time in. That's a a goal for the new year that I'm (laughs) going to set. Uh, But I always start my day with that first thing before I do anything because it just centers me in. And it's also a signal to the universe, if you want to get woo about it, that you're taking time for yourself. You're the most important thing, right? Before we check Facebook, before we check Instagram, we check in with our higher self and spend time in meditation, right? It's a signal that we're the most important thing. So I'm reading this book right now called We Are the Luckiest by Laura McCowan, and It's all about her journey to sobriety, right? And in it, she has this most amazing concept called the pregnancy principle. And the pregnancy principle basically goes like this. Number one, your well-being comes first. Number two, if it doesn't support your well-being, don't do it. No, really, just don't. (laughs) Number three, be unapologetically selfish with your energy and time. And number four, fuck everything and everyone else for a while. Now, she's talking about this in the context of sobriety. And her point is that a lot of times when people are getting sober, they feel like they should still be having the dinner parties or still be trying to go out and do the thing because they don't want to seem like they're no fun or, you know, putting other people's needs ahead of their own. And her whole point is when you're pregnant, you don't do that. When you're pregnant, no one questions why you don't go out that night with your friends because they know you're creating a life, right? When you're pregnant, uh, people understand that you need to be selfish or put yourself and your well-being first because you're creating a life. And anytime you are, you know, forming new habits, whatever they are, whether in her case, it's getting sober or in this case, you are deepening your connection to your higher self, your spiritual practice, your meditation practice, you are technically creating a life. You are creating a new way of being, a new mode of being. And in that creating of that life, it is important to put yourself first, especially when it's connected to your well-being. Your well-being is the most important thing. You get this one life or I don't know, I've been reading Autobiography of a Yogi. So <laughs> maybe you get more than one life. I, I, I'm still, the, jury, the jury's still out there on the, uh, on the reincarnation thing. But anyway, we're here in this life now. Let's put it like that. And the purpose of life is joy, right? The purpose is, is joy. And, you know, if you want to get spiritual about it, touching cosmic consciousness, becoming the highest version of ourselves we can be while we're here, right? And so it's really important to 
put yourself first and your needs first. And that includes your spiritual needs like meditation, if that's what you would like to incorporate into your life. And meditation is so much more than just a spiritual tool. It's also a physical tool, a mental tool, and an emotional tool. It really improves every area of our lives. It's it's kind of magic like that. Anyway, I just love that that pregnancy principle because it it really shifted my whole way of thinking about a lot of things. It made me feel like I didn't have to apologize for putting my health and my well-being first. It really forced me to see that prioritizing my time for myself and my well-being is important in creating my life. And that includes taking care of my spiritual body, my mental body, and my physical body before I can take care of anyone or anything else. Because that life that I'm cultivating is important and and valid. So I don't know if that helps any of you out there think about um, taking the time to meditate in your own life, but uh, it helped me. <laughs> Not with meditation, but with thinking about taking care of my physical body, because oftentimes that goes by the wayside for me because I, I feel like I have other commitments and no more, no more. I'm going to take the pregnancy principle and apply that one. So in any case, let's get back to our meditation <laughs> discussion. Why why meditate? Well, not only will you notice a difference with consistency over time in how you react to things that might have triggered you in the past, but it reduces stress. I mean, in our world today, especially with everything that we've gone through and with the changing times, I'll put it like the changing forces that play in our world, you know, there, there can be a lot of stress out there. And so taking the time to sit quietly and relax and focus your thoughts does, if you do this regularly, lower stress levels over time. Because when we are stressed out, cortisol, it's a hormone, is released into our bodies and it can wreak all sorts of havoc on us. And basically just that can lead to inflammation, it can lead to higher blood pressure, it can lead to brain fog and depression and anxiety. And regular meditation leads to a reduction of these chemicals. Uh, Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a medical doctor, so (laughs) don't take this as a prescription for anything, right? This is just what I've learned over time. Uh, If you have depression or anxiety, which is a clinical condition, then obviously take whatever treatment your doctor is telling you to take. Also, it can just lead to better emotional well-being. One scientific study looked at the electrical activity in the brains of people who practice meditation and those who didn't, and they found that there was a significant change in the area of the brain responsible for optimism and positive thinking in those who meditated. So it's it can really just, you know, lift your mood. And... It also helps you sleep because your body is just more in its parasympathetic response, which is in its calm, relaxed state, as opposed to the sympathetic, which is like the stressed out state, right? Because meditation induces that parasympathetic response and that response lasts throughout the day as you meditate, it really helps you sleep better. So that's another benefit. Also, it's been shown to reduce strain on the heart. Studies have shown that meditating can help to reduce tension in the blood vessels and relax the nerve signals that control heart function, leading to a lowering of the blood pressure. It definitely reduces that sympathetic, that fight or flight response and really gets us into that nice, relaxed, parasympathetic response. So like I said, I'm not a medical doctor. 
if you have any of those conditions, you should definitely talk to your doctor and get treatment. But meditation can help with all these things, right? A lot of times when I am talking with people about meditation, they are confused about how to begin and they don't just want to sit there silently. And I get it. That's no fun. So uh, one thing that really helps is having a mantra. A mantra helps you focus in, just gives you your brain something to focus on while you're meditating. How I would tell someone new to start meditating is to sit quietly and just focus in on your breath. So as you breathe, you want to breathe in through your nose. And I could do a whole show about why we breathe in through our nose, but the nose is really amazing breathing mechanism, filters out a lot of bad bacteria in the air. And actually, when we breathe into our nose, we get more oxygen. So it's a magical breathing mechanism. So you're going to breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth. And you want it to be a very relaxed breath, right? So I would go in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four. That's a good way to start, right? So a slower breath. And while you are focusing in on the breath and feeling the air kind of come in around your nose and exit through your mouth, you're going to silently to yourself begin saying the mantra, so hum. And so hum is a simple but powerful mantra. It means I am or I am one with the universe and all of creation. So how awesome is that? Yes, please. More of that. (laughs) So you're just going to repeat the mantra silently in your mind as you breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. And anytime you notice your thoughts wander, because they are going to wander, that happens. And that's another thing. Whenever people start meditating, they go, I can't do it. My thoughts just wander. That's kind of the point. Your thoughts might wander. And when you notice that they're wandering, you just come back to the mantra, so hum. You just remember and start repeating the mantra in your mind again. The whole point of this, I mean, there's many points, but I think, I think in regards to the thoughts wandering, the point is that it's, it's making us aware that we're out of the present moment and, and giving us the practice of coming back to the present moment. And that's the beauty of meditation. So, you know, there are many other benefits, but one of the beauties is it's practicing being present, practicing coming back to the present moment. And that rubs off in our non-meditating life and allows us to be more present in our lives in general. So that's, that's meditation for you. If you have any questions about meditation, feel free to reach out to me because I'm really passionate about this practice. I feel passionately about it because it has radically improved my life. And everyone that I've known who's a regular meditator has radically improved their lives too. And I feel like there's this misconception out there, like you're just going to start and be good. And no, it's practice. It's practice. It's taken me years to be a proficient meditator. I wouldn't even call myself good. But even when I wasn't a quote unquote proficient meditator, I still saw benefits. Even when I felt like I really didn't get it and I was trying to do it and I kind of hated it, but I was doing it, <laughs> I still saw benefits. So it's, it's a worthy practice to uh, insert into your day and I highly recommend waking up first thing and meditating before you check Facebook, before you check Instagram, before you check anything else. Give yourself that gift 
Give yourself that time. Let yourself know how important your well-being is by giving yourself that calm, relaxed state first thing in the morning. All right, that's that's the download for this week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know you are super busy and it just means a lot that you spent this time with me. So thank you, thank you. And I'll talk to you next week. Until next time. 